I'm primarily a short fiction writer, although I've written about five or six novels along the way. Done about 136 published so far. My writing number is up around uh, 500 and some pieces, most of which didn't sell. I sell about 20% of everything I write, but I sell 80% of everything I manage to submit to an editor. This is the Bud Sparhawk series. Do the calculation. And it roughly comes out to like between seven and ten million words. In wow! There. I, I, I'm a I'm a nut on keeping statistics of everything I do, and I publish an annual set of curves on my on my web blog site to show my rate of reduction and rate of sales, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's uh, interesting because it gives me a time each February to reflect on what I've done in the previous year and how little it matters. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. I guess the first question is, what got me into writing science fiction? I, I, I started liking science fiction when I was in about the 7th or 8th grade, I think, thir- 12 or 13, which I think is a typical age where everybody falls in love with the genre. And uh, I wrote a few little stories and exchanged them with uh, my friends, uh, none of whom were very appreciative of it. <laughs> uh, I kind of put it aside and didn't think about it. Went to college, uh, graduated from University of Maryland in 62, and immediately went into the Air Force because I didn't want to get drafted to become an Army infantryman. <laughs> and uh, puttered around in the Air Force. Uh, oh, I got married along the way and had a kid or two. In winter of 66, uh, I think it was, I was stationed in uh, northern Japan on a classified mission and uh, it was kind of boring because there's nothing to do and so I picked up a copy of a book called Dangerous Visions by Harlan Ellison at the BX uh-huh. and I started reading it and I was about halfway through and I thought I can write better stuff than this and I sat down and I wrote what I now know to be a novelette uh-huh. it's about 8,000 words in uh, hard scribed pen penmanship on lined paper to show how primitive it was and uh Thought, well, that wasn't hard. And I typed it up, sent it out. I got my first rejection letter, so I threw it away. Uh, <laughs> not realizing. A couple, couple months later, probably a year later, 67, 68, yeah, I sent a rather long piece into Ben Bova at uh, Analog Magazine, and he sent me a two page letter back, which I said, oh, this is another damn rejection letter. And I threw that story in the rejection letter away. (laughs) Ben and I have laughed over it ever since. But I guess I started writing in uh, 68, I think. And I sent two stories off to Analog. The first one I sent to Analog, Stan Schmidt came back and said, Oh, I'm glad to see you're writing again. Like, (laughs) well, okay. And by the way, I'm buying it. Oh, nice. I said, okay. So I sent him a second one, which he uh, kicked back with no comments. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so I started sending it to about uh, 35 other markets at the time. I got rejected by all of them. I had 35 short stories written and submitted to a minimum of four e- four certain markets each. Okay. Okay. Wow. So it, it 
for rejection, but I was I had thick skin, <laughs> and I finally made another sale in to analog, and uh, then I entered graduate school, <laughs> and for thirteen years afterwards, I didn't get anything done because I was buying a house, getting out of the service, getting an MBA, and all that other stuff in there, getting a job, getting a job, getting a job, and uh, and in '92 I sat down and I started writing again, and uh, I sent. Uh, story into analog and uh, Stan Schmidt said I'm glad to see you writing again for the second time not knowing he'd said it before and <laughs> he said oh by the way I'm buying this one nice then I sent the second one in and he bought that and then for about five years thereafter uh, he bought almost everything that I sent him uh, and uh, wow Ian Strzok was very jealous. He was the associate editor at Analog at the time. And he thought, who is this guy? He's never heard of him. And all of a sudden, he's selling this shit to Analog like mad. And uh, Stan pointed out that I had been there 13, 14 years before and sold some, a couple things. Uh -huh. So anyway, I just bummed around. <laughs> all the time thinking, I'm not such a great shake. I'm only making a couple sales, yeah. making less than $500 a year uh, <laughs> off, of, off of my sales. And oh, by the way, I had a new job which had a lot of responsibility and time. And, but I could still manage in all that time to spend two hours a night writing. Wow, nice. And about an hour on CompuServe, talking to a whole bunch of people that I had met, other writers, <clears throat> and we shared experiences. However you found Sci-Fi Thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. In the show notes, we've got goodies for you. There's links to video interviews with Bud Sparhawk. Go ahead and tap, tap, tap in your podcast player to pull up those show notes, and you can click on those links with your finger for easy access. Otherwise, if you download this over your computer, go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3, and you'll be able to get to those links right there in the web page. Next episode, more Bud Sparhawk. I guess I never realized how well known I was until uh, I was asked to do a little bingo card for the Science Fiction Writers Card series. And uh, I thought, well, that was because I'm a treasurer of the SIF and an officer, so they're trying to curry favor. And then uh, still blundered away. And I didn't, didn't dawn on, on me until... I guess about five years ago that I realized, hey, there are actually people who are following me looking for my stories and all. 